0: the table and shot because i just (laughs) nailed that shit (laughs) bottle flipped it fuck welcome back to (laughs) player profile and projection episodes i have no idea what number we're on who knows when it's released but i'm jack aka jolly and that's jerry Blevins, and we're talking about another mets pitcher
1: we're talking about the appetizing cookie carrasco I love Cookie. How could you not? That's love true. Cookie? And he's one of the rare international players not going to the WBC, which is a boon to the New York Mets because they get to see him, work with him, watch yeah, him, evaluate absolutely. him because this is a big year for him.
0: Yeah. Huge year for him. Uh last year, contract year with the Mets, third year with the Mets. Kind of a big year because he's going to be 35 years old and probably has one more, maybe two more good deals in his major league career left to go. And I mean, Cookie has proven that he can be a great starter in this Mets rotation. You know, we all know the story of the the 2021 season where the Mets needed arms. They needed innings and they kind of brought him back a little bit sooner than they probably should have. Last year, he looked healthy. He made 29 starts, which is a ton of starts. 152 innings and a 397 ERA. A very effective piece for this Mets rotation, and he will be a part of it yet again this year.
1: I agree. He is, I think, underappreciated in a sense because Definitely. people are overlooking Definitely. him. Nobody's talking about it, including us. Yeah, of course. I think, you know. We we are always talk who we're most excited to 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 see
0: a lot of new pieces
1: around, a lot of new well. pieces, a lot of, a lot of established guys, and I think Cookie flies under the radar. Absolutely, um, had a very very good year, sub four ERA last year, fifteen wins, like that's that's fantastic. Absolutely, uh, I like him a lot this year, and I think people are. This is kind of a big year because they have the the Tyler McGills and David Petersons, you know champing at the bit, breathing down his neck, ready to be in that rotation. And if he has a little bit of a slip-up, he's the only guy because they have Kodai locked up, Scherzer, Verlander are guys, Quintana's on a two-year deal. Yep, He's like the last piece that could be moved out of that rotation. Um, but I believe in him. I think he's very good. Again, he, he had a sub-4 ERA. Uh, he's capable on the high end of being uh, a low-threes kind yep. of ERA, and a, and if he gives you that three five three nine again, I think that's a very, very, very good starting pitcher.
0: Yeah, it, it's a good situation for Cookie because I don't think they're asking a ton of him. They're asking him to do basically what he did last year, whether he profiles as the 4, 5, or the 3 in this rotation, whatever. And last year when we did this PPP, it was much more of a what exactly are we going to get from Carlos Carrasco? Because we saw... 2017 and 2018, 200 innings, 192 innings was basically the number one, number two for those Cleveland teams that were going to the playoffs every year. And then 2019 through 2021, he never threw more than 80 innings in a season, so we were like could it be realistic for Carlos Carrasco to even be that guy anymore? What exactly are we going to envision from him? I definitely did not expect a 29 start season with over 150 innings and a a per K-9 rate of 9 which is really, really good. His best mark in years and I think for Carlos Carrasco it's just keeping it consistent now. Making sure your body stays healthy. He had to battle through a left oblique strain last year the hamstring strain the year before obviously came back from cancer for those years on the sidelines as well. The guy has been through a lot in what is considered a very, very successful MLB career for him. It's just, can he round it out and finish strong? And who knows what's uh, going on for him in these uh, years that go forward?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a very underappreciated year last year. Yeah. 29 starts. I mean, that was truly incredible. Um, he was, for a while, it was him and Taiwan Walker were the only pieces that we can count on. Right. And uh, they both kind of were underappreciated. And I think especially Cookie, because he he's his shaky first two year or first year and uh-huh. then went into that year um so i'm expi- i'm expecting something similar to what he did last year because i think he's a steady presence he's he's a very good pitcher works his butt off um and just a good piece and another one of the many easy to root for kind of guys on the new york Mets.
0: yeah it's good when your team has a lot of those uh I do I honestly don't recall this but at the end of April last year he ended uh, the month with four starts and a 4.5 ERA and it was kind of an, a roller coaster ride an up and down ride for Carlos Carrasco throughout the first 3 months of the season. He closed June with a 4.8 mark or 4.85 mark and it was kind of uh, a bit of a question mark cuz we saw David Peterson have some success, uh, Tyler McGill was up and then he was down and it was kind of how are we going to fill the role that Carlos Carrasco should be filling? And then he had an absolutely dynamite month of July where he pitched 30 innings, had a 0.90 ERA, a 2.6 FIP, and went 5-0 and in his starts there. And was absolutely big for the Mets in the entirety of the second half. He did miss some time in August, but ultimately finished the year strong. And I think that that's a big piece for me because it would have been kind of a different story if Carlos Carrasco had a good first half and then faded down the stretch. Rather, he had a rough first half and then really regained his composure and his strength going into the, the latter half of the season, where the Mets arguably needed him more.
1: Yeah, and one of the things he did really well last year is he threw that split changeup. And yeah. you look at splits, you know, it's usually right on right, left on left dominant. Last year he was better against lefties. Held them to a 249 batting average and a 418 slug, and he and righties hit 289 off him with a 431 slug, but yep. they were both Not amazing, but they were comparable. And he actually, I think with another year of learning that split change and and having that slider and curveball with him, I think he can balance that out and use that as a more overall weapon because the more you use it, the better you know what it can do and how to deploy it.
0: Absolutely, and uh, the steamer projections for Carlos Carrasco going into next year, very, very similar to what he did last year. They have him going 150 innings, so two innings off the mark from the year prior, a 3.96 ERA, literally .01 from the mark a year prior, a 1.26 whip, 141 punch-outs, a 1.18 home run per nine, 3.91 FIP, and a 1.7 F4. All very realistic things for Carlos Carrasco. And me personally, you could disagree here, uh, but I, I, I don't expect him to do more. I don't necessarily need him to do more. Obviously, you'd welcome that for Carlos Carrasco. He's proven that he can do more, but at this point in his career, all I need from him is to make close to 30 starts, give us 150 innings, eat that up with an ERA around four, and this uh, Mets team can continue to succeed around him.
1: Yeah, this is another great projection by Steamer because it's basically the same thing he did the year prior. I think if you got that, just like you said, we would be happy with it. We don't need more. The Mets didn't ask him to go deep into the, the order ever. They didn't ask him to go pitch into the seventh, eighth inning, they don't want that from him. They have plenty of guys at the back end of the bullpen um, to be able to handle that. The big five or the high five or I the know. big six, if you want to push that out. <laughs> the six six
0: it sells itself, Jerry. It really <laughs> does. We are of really
1: off the rails. But yeah. I think this projection is much the same as his year last year, and I think that's close to what I'm expecting.
0: Yeah, we, we talk a lot about the, the safe bets on the Mets roster because there's so many, I wouldn't say wild cards, but guys to look at for the 2023 season. Kodai Senga is one of those guys. Can Adam Adovino repeat the great year that he had last year? What is Edwin Diaz going to look like in the first year of this big new deal? Carlos Carrasco is one of the guys that I look at and I feel very, very comfortable. I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get. I feel like I can rely on him. He's also a guy that I love because he pitches from the stretch. He's not really a lineup guy, and that could actually bode well for the pitch clock, because he's a guy that in my brain, I think of him as a fast worker, so I don't think he'll need too much adjustment there. Obviously, he's been at the major leagues for a while, so he's not accustomed to these new rules, but it does make me feel glad that he's not going to the WBC and kind of work with the new catcher and Omar Narvaez get used to the new rules that the MLB will be enforcing in spring training. Although if he did pitch for Tim, team Venezuela, that's a stacked team that probably would have done really, really well. And probably will do well, even though he's not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, they're a
1: very good team. Um, Again, he's one of the guys on the Mets where if you get an average year from him, this team is going to do very well. Yeah. One of the many guys where we're like, hey – just pull your part do your job and we'll be great um you don't want him to be a game one starter right. and he's not he, they're not asking him to do that so they're asking him to just be himself in 2020 they asked him to do too much uh 2021 um a little or a little bit too much and then in 2022 he was coming back into it and now in 2023 they're like just give us the same you did last year. Yeah. We won't ask you to do too much, and I think he's very capable of doing that, and probably a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the the probably a little bit more there is something to talk about for sure. Like, last year, we knew who one, two, and three were. We knew it was DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. That's who was getting the ball in each of those playoff games. And this year, when we did our Senga PvP it was kind of a question of, where is he going to land in the rotation? Is he going to be the anchor at the bottom, or is he gonna step up and play up to the potential? Also Jose Quintana, he had a really up and down 2021, then was excellent in 2022. He could also fill that role. Carlos Carrasco is the guy that I do see the likelihood of him stepping into that three head space as probably the least likely, but also he's shown the capability of doing that in the past. And this is probably the healthiest he's been in years. Now he has that full season workload back under his belt for the first time in four years. Maybe there is another notch to his game that we could see. And also he's gotta be feeling it this is a contract year for him. He'll be playing to hopefully get some value in the free agent market. So, big year for him.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if he stays healthy and makes 29 starts again, he'll be very sought after on the free agent market. Um, If for anything, FanGraphs have him slated at the number four starting in their depth chart, it's... That means something. is three, yeah. and then Quintana is five. Which Quintana's
0: is, five is a little shocking to me. That's well, I mean, shocking. either
1: one of these guys being five, Singa being five, it's all kind of, yeah. you know, that's the the glory of having Steve Cohen as your, your owner. You can sign some of these guys to, to have a higher ceiling at a lower position.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to bring this up because I did bring it up for Eduardo Escobar, so I do think it's worth mentioning here, especially because the Mets have a lot of depth in this position, but You know, it is a contract year for Carlos Carrasco. You could technically quantify him as a rental. If the Mets have Tyler McGill and David Peterson up and they do succeed very well, there is a possibility of the Mets kind of swinging some sort of trade where Carlos Carrasco goes for maybe some sort of major league talent in return, maybe if the DH position isn't working out. I personally don't think it's going to happen, but it is in the realm of possibility. And as we know, starting pitching does really, really well in terms of value at the trade deadline.
1: There was a lot of talk about him getting traded Last before year? the season, yeah. yeah there was a, a bunch of off-season talk about Carrasco, so much so that he was asked about it a few times, right. and he's like, you know, I can't do anything about is it. Really I'm is. a New York Met right. until they tell me I'm not anymore. He goes, so I can't speculate. That's a true pro a guy that's been around. He's been on a couple teams now, and he's... he's.
0: And was traded before. Yeah, he Lindor was traded trade.
1: before. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I love Cookie. I, I like where they slated him. I like that they put him at the back end of the rotation to allow him to just be himself and not expect too much, and I think he'll do what he did last year and exceed expectations.
0: And I'm not a fan of trading starting pitching in the first place because if you're a good team, you'll always need starting pitching, and the Mets do have it as a position of strength right now, but like I said before, Cookie kind of feels like a warm security blanket. He makes me feel good about the bottom of our rotation. You feel like you know as long as he stays healthy, you know exactly what you're going to get from Cookie Carrasco. And uh, that takes us to our over-under, which I personally find is a pretty easy one for me.
1: Well, go ahead and take it away.
0: The over-under mark is ERA, a good one for starting pitchers. They have it at 4.0. Last year, Cookie Carrasco was 3.97. Obviously, he was much higher in 2021 when he wasn't fully healthy. And I'm going to hammer the under here on uh, Cookie Carrasco for a 4 ERA. I think he's going to go well under. I think we, we've seen him regain his strength, his healthiness and I think that he might not be the guy that he was in 2017 when he won 18 games with a 3-2-9, but I think he'll be well under. I think you could probably say that for any guy in the Mets rotation and feel pretty good about it.
1: Uh, I, I like that. Uh, I'm actually going to take the over. Okay. I think simply he could be very effective at the 4-2-4-3 range. If it's anything under 4-5, I think that's a win for your fifth starter. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they need him to be anything other than that. I like the fact that you... I would expect him to go under this mark for real because I think they won't let him get into that third time through the order very often. Good point. It'll be in that 150 innings kind of below. I expect him to go under, but if he gets 29 starts and they let him you know, uh, cook a little bit, let Cookie cook, yeah. I think uh, he'll be right around a four, and I'll just play the odds, and I want to disagree with you because I'm contrarian by nature. Uh, I, will take the, guy. I will take the over.
0: No, but you make a really good point there because he made 29 starts last year and 152 innings, so ran up 29 to 30. That's about five innings per start. So I think that's probably where the Mets will cap him. It's just going to depend on how much they need to rely on Cookie. If guys go down and they need innings to aid their bullpen, maybe Cookie gets that sixth or seventh inning because he's proven that he can handle that workload in the past. But in the best-case scenario for the Mets, Cookie is a five-and-out guy. Hand it off to your great bullpen. And probably get yourself a win on the fifth day.
1: Yeah, I think he's a big bonus uh, boon because of the balanced schedule now. I mean, he doesn't have to face the NL East every time. That's true. uh, Which is a a juggernaut. He does have to face. There's a lot of really good ball clubs, but you know, he might have to face. If we're playing the the Braves and the the Mets have a chance to stack their rotation, he's probably not going to be one of the top three, four guys. Exactly. Uh, He might be the, the the fourth guy, but. You know, if, it, if it, they have any say, they'll move him off and he can face a lesser team with a, a better chance to win a ball game.
0: It's another good point to make Is some of his biggest blow-up starts last year were against the Phillies, you know, five and two-thirds innings, five-run in runs. Against the Marlins, he actually had some decent struggles as well. And then, of course, that Braves blow-up game where he left out in the second inning. So I do agree that'll probably aid Cookie a little bit. But, yeah, I think this is a, a pretty tempered expectation PPP. You know, not a lot of hot takes in this one. Yeah, no need. For good reason. Yeah, like and if,
1: I think he could be very successful and, and a huge win for the ball club.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's all I got in our friend Cookie Carrasco. That's all I got, Carlos Cookie Carrasco. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another PPP. Wait, let me do it again. Pan down to the table. Shit, don't. Don't pan down to the <laughs> table. No one needs to see that.
1: Yeah, give us a rating, download, listen. Click a button, subscribe, whatever those things are. We need you. Thank you very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Let's go Mets.